Hello, guys. Welcome to a new episode of the RSL Show. Uh, my name's Andy Munoz, and I am joined today with... You got Josh Clark here. And your boy, Mitch. What's up, guys? How are you guys doing? Been better. How are you doing? Uh, I'm not so hot. I got my booster today. I'm really, really hot midsection, and then my toes are like frozen ice. Why are you wearing a Columbia jacket if you're overheating? I'm doing laundry, so I got no, no other clo- clean clothes right fair now. Fair enough, fair yeah. enough. <laughs> I didn't want to do this with my shirt off because I knew you guys would just, like, roast me. I would never. I would never roast you. Well, guys, uh, oh, Mitch, did you say you were here too? Yeah, I did. Yeah? Okay, see, I'm out of it, dude. The booster is that's, just... That's okay. Yeah. I, I'm, easy, I'm easy to forget. Um, so, hey, first uh, things first, are we excited for a new season of... Real Salt Lake football. It looks like the, you know, everything on Twitter, Instagram, socials wise, you know, not from the team, but supporters. It seems like everyone is kind of waking up and getting get, like truly excited about the new season. Do you guys kind of feel that same energy? Like, what are you guys feeling going into a 2022 season? I was pretty pumped until Sunday and then I lost my pump. As soon as I saw the lineup, I was kind of like, hmm. This is a this yeah. is a rough one. I, I am pumped for a new season though. It's nice seeing games, you know, available to watch and kind of get back into some domestic soccer. The EPL title race has been over for months. Well, that's it's back on now, but it was kind of boring. So you know, it's good to have some local things to watch again. Yeah, and you know, back to like Mitch's point, um, Mitch. I think it's fair, right? Like we all of the buzz has been around, you know, these big player um, either signings or just kind of like expecting our. Um, you know, our, our roster as we faded the 2021 season and had a successful season, like everyone is really excited to see that team on the field. And so when, when it's the first match and it's an away match and really it's not that it's not really exciting to have the first season match away. No. Um, so I could see like why you would watch casually. And if I'm being honest, I, you know, I watched from afar too. I mean, I was at work, um, you know, watching all kinds of sports highlights, but uh, Real Salt Lake was the main focus, and I wasn't uh, too impressed with what I saw. And quite frankly, I think we all could agree um, it was a boring match. It was very dull, extremely yeah. dull. It was horrible. So, you know, kind of going with uh, that that expectation of, you know, and we've kind of contributed to that. Like we we have hyped this new upcoming season with, uh, you know, new ownership, players like i mentioned before so when you don't get to see that product on the field it it is a little disheartening and i'm kind of afraid that it's going to also happen at the home opener really really excited for the home opener but now there's a lot of players who are either questionable or not going to play chances are we might see the same you know same the same roster that we saw last week um, so I, I don't know. I mean, what 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 do you guys feel going into that, Mitch? Let's start with you. It seems to happen to us every season. We always end up taking a slow st- or having a, a slow start of the season where stuff just doesn't go right. We don't get certain players in that we wanted, so we have to wait till the summer. Like it's it's a lot. So as as an RSL watcher, I'm I'm used to it now. Like I'm used to. It not going uh, as well as 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 it should go. Pretty big bummer that you know Herrera won't be available, Ochoa won't be available, Demir's questionable, 
Uh, I didn't see the status on Everton, so hopefully he's available. But I mean, that's that's a good chunk of our spine, right? Like I know Herrera plays on the on the width, but you know that's our offense, and it was noticeable. You know, Tate Schmidt, him and Brody could not get on the same page like Herrera and Brody can. So we didn't really have pressure on the wings. We weren't getting wide, so you know Wood wasn't getting service. Miriam was trying. It was just the ball would die in the attack, and it was quite frustrating. So you know, until we can get you know, healthy and then, you know, bring some guys in, hopefully before the summer, who knows, everything's kind of stalled out and I haven't heard much, but it could be a rough, rough in beginning of the season. And, you know, one thing that I saw online, uh, I saw someone in particular kind of, um, for the lack of a better term, you know, kind of bitching uh, to Real Salt Lake uh, about transparency. And, you know, they, the club has touted transparency and I think that that is going to come, but do you feel like the club is either, you know, maybe we're not seeing it. I haven't really seen much, but you you kind of learn that these guys aren't going to be available. But usually the reason isn't there. Why do you think they might do that? Or correct me if I'm wrong, if you've seen anything. Uh, what, do, what do you think there? Is the club being transparent about maybe potential injuries or, or, or why people are missing games? Uh, I mean, mostly you just see the injury report, right? But it doesn't usually say what. Um, it can sometimes I don't know I just it's not something I pay attention to honestly like if they're hurt they're hurt but it, it would be nice to know you know is Herrera gonna be out six months or is he just had another game because you know last we heard he was just out for a red card and then suddenly he's hurt right so it's it can be frustrating at times but I don't think it's enough to get on Twitter and bitch about yeah I, I agree with that it, it is something that sucks um, as, as a fan you always want to know more about what's happening with certain players on your team and it would be nice to get a little bit more information, um, but yeah, they, they really don't really give us much. Yeah. Well, you know, a few things before we kind of skip ahead and we start talking about Seattle, and there's plenty to talk about when it comes to Seattle and the things that the front office, the clubs, uh, it sounds like, you know, Demir had some <laughs> doing in it. Before we get to that, um, you know, I did see a few things from the Real Salt Lake and Houston Dynamo match. Um, one noticeable sub, which was I think had the biggest impact, was Michael Chang uh, coming in um, in the 72nd minute and right away just putting pressure on on Steve Clark. Um, there were there was there was one shot that went a little just barely wide to the left, and the dude's just creating space, just coming on and, and having. Uh, I wouldn't call it a breakout performance because I think a break a breakout performance really constitutes goals. Uh, but it's nice to see that depth, especially with Michael Chang. Like that's someone that we haven't really been talking about or seeing much of lately. Uh, so was that surprising to you guys to see Michael Chang come on and, and kind of have that impact for a really boring match? Uh, no, not really. Uh, but again, you know, if Saverino comes home or Julio comes home. Chang's on the outside looking in again, so he needs to perform. Um, he definitely did better than he did in our um, game against Portland. Yeah, well, um, no one did well in that game. That was that game was bad, trash, man. Yeah. We were def- they were definitely trying something on the in the back line, which kept Chang from going forward. Mm-hmm. So him showing that he's go- that he's him showing that going forward is his best way of playing. Um, he should not come back and try to defend as much as they did against the Portland game. It's going to be hard for Chang if other wingers will come because I don't think he's up to par when it comes to 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 most of the the people we're 
thinking about bringing in. So it'll be interesting to see. To you know, on the winger talk um, last week, the RSL show finally broke some news. Right, it was news, news noteworthy uh, for the first time <laughs> in a long time. And it's not to say that we don't have any news. It's just that we have news, but we're really like tight-lipped about it. Um, but in a conversation that I had with uh, Sebastian Salcedo, who is a, a former, well, he was a homegrown of, of the Real Salt Lake Academy, um, was signed and played with Real Salt Lake, as many of you guys know. Um, I would say he, he, you know, he had some success here, was a really, really good player. And then maybe towards the end, I don't know if it was just maturity or, or what it could have been, um, he made a move to uh, Liga MX, right? Currently plays with Pumas. Well, in a conversation that I had with him, um, he mentioned that he would love to come back to Salt Lake City and play for Real Salt Lake. And he did mention um, his words, not mine, is that he was a young, immature kid, maybe doing things that he shouldn't have been doing or maybe not taking it as seriously as he could. And his time in Mexico uh, actually you know, made him appreciate or uh, basically learn how to be a professional both on and off the field. Now, when we mentioned that or when we broke it, obviously, you know, Twitter went crazy. KSL Sports did an article on it. Um, there was a, you know, fan base is kind of torn, right? It's like, let's get the band back together, but do we really want to do that? Um, from a bias perspective, if we have Bofo, if we have Severino, and uh, who's another potential uh, person maybe coming back? Julio. Julio, right. Julio. I mean, Julio is fully justified. Had a killer season, a killer contributor. Is that something you guys would want to see uh, with Real Salt Lake to kind of revisit those old signings? Or should we go after new blood? Or are these people still technically new blood? Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a hard one. Um, RSL doesn't do great with players coming back. We've seen it with Yura. Um, Robbie Finley, Olave, Winger. You know, yeah. name a like few. It, Just to name a so, few. <laughs> so I, I, would, I would like... I don't know where, where I stand on this because I, I really like Bofo. I like what he can do, but there's been many times where he just does not perform the way he should have performed or performed to the best of his ability while he was on the on the team. For him, to, wanting to come back is great, but is he going to fit in the system? That's the question too. Is he going to fit know? in the system and is there room on the wing with the current squad and potential new players for him to even get minutes? That's the big question. And and you, you you can say that okay I grew up I I I am more professional on and off the field now, but talk is cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to see proof of that before we spend money and trying to get him because he left on a free too, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, actually, Nashville has his rights, so we would have to buy him from Nashville essentially, pay them off to get him back. And how much would that be? I mean, <laughs> with the way things are going, I mean, it could be a lot of Gam or Tam. Like, yeah. You never know. It could be 100000 It could be $1.5 million. Like, Is it It's hard it? to say. I, yeah. I mean, obviously, I want Saba back. I think he that's one old player that could come back because he he didn't go to a lower level and flounder, right? Like, Saverino has been killing it in Brazil if he wants to come back welcoming back with open arms obviously julio was just here last year so it's not like he 
if he comes back now, it's he missed the preseason, right? Like it's not like he ever left, and I'm totally fine with that. So those two, I'm good with. If Bofo comes back, like cool, I'm pumped. But like if he doesn't, like it's not a huge. I'm not gonna cry about it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I mean, it's 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 just real cool news, you know. And I think that says a lot about um, the club's direction. Um, I don't know if it's just like new ownership, fresh season. Maybe they're just missing the altitude here in Utah. Hmm. Uh, but the the fact that like players want to come back and play for Real Salt Lake, um, players who have really gone on and, and found success, and you know we could say the same for Salcedo. He's playing for one of the most uh, historied clubs in Liga MX. Unam Pumas. That's not a joke. That's a great club. Um, so you know a lot of players showing that interest. I think it's just a positive. Uh, for Real Salt Lake. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It is. It, it It is nice to get players back, but we've been burned so many times before that I'm kind of reluctant into like accepting a, a player that left to come back. By the way, Houston Dynamo match, um, it was just a lot of back and forth. Um, I didn't see anything that really made or, bra- or broke Real Salt Lake. Um, I think going into Houston is and getting a tie, a draw... It's not the result that I would personally want, but to you know start off the season with one point, playing away in maybe kind of like a tough, I wouldn't say environment, but it's just like more so climate, um, I think is a positive. And then also, really, really cool news out, out of Houston Dynamo. They signed that coveted Mexican player that you know Real Salt Lake, all of the Real Salt Lake fans want. Um, not Hector Herrera per se, but... They went out and got like a huge Mexican signing, which is going to change undoubtedly the face of that club like big time. You already see it with Major League Soccer, Houston Dynamo, um, basically, you know, kind of like hyping it up. But you get a midfielder who is still playing for the Mexican national team, still has another World Cup run inside of him. He's arguably still in his prime. Um, So that's just a like congrats to Houston Dynamo. Uh, I think they're doing real cool things out there, and uh, you know that office is is making killer moves. Yeah, that's the ambition I really hope to see out of Blitzer and uh, Smith this summer. Yeah, absolutely. Because Houston's also under a new ownership group with the ambition to win, so they're you know they're bringing players in now and doing their rebuild. So I'm really hoping we either see it at the end of this window to start some more. I mean, obviously we have Cordova in. But we need to see more, right? So I'm hoping we see that either at the end of this window or in the summer we go hard and really rebuild this roster. Yeah. A few things I had seen online regarding Hector Herrera that I kind of wanted to spell too is people were comparing him to Chicharito, no. to Zlatan, David mm-hmm. Beckham. It's not It's not a signing like that. It's not. It's just not. No, you're like the – he's like the level below that. Yes. He yeah. is like a – he's like a um, – Andre Pirlo for NYCFC. Mm, I would go higher than that because Pirlo did not perform. <laughs> well, I would hope. You know, I, I think it's cool to bring in Mexican national team players. You hope that they would do well, but I also, again, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a rival, right? Houston, we can call Houston Dynamo a rival. We played that. We played them so many times last year. It's crazy. Um, I, I hope it doesn't go well. Cool, <laughs> Mitch. Anything to add on that, dude? No, no, I'm good. Cool. All right, guys, let's talk about the biggest news, the latest news. Uh, we have our former captain, Albert Rusnak, coming back to 
uh, Real Salt Lake to play us in the home opener, uh, joined by Freddy Juarez. Um, it's just a crazy weird shift uh, to know that those guys are coming back and, and playing versus us. I mean, obviously the biggest one, the shocker, is Albert Rusnak. And if you haven't heard, uh, Real Salt Lake is honoring him uh, prior to the home match. And I don't know what they have in store, but just from the response online, and I think that's the best way to kind of gauge your crowd, it sounds like it's going to go horrible. I hope. Um, what do you guys what do you guys think? First, let's get let's I want two things. I want a personal opinion, how you feel about it, and then I want you to put yourself in the club's position and maybe maybe tell me why you guys are doing this if you guys were to represent the club. Uh, Mitch, let's start with you. Yeah, I'm not down with this. I think this is <laughs> dumb. This is I like I'm just going to be 100% open. Um when you sell a player or when a player is forcing you to pay him more, which he doesn't get, well, then, I... goes to, then goes to another team and in his, in his welcome videos, like, oh, I'm so happy to play for the best fans in MLS. Like you just made it into MLS. That's not cool. This is, this is like when a player from Feyenoord goes to Ajax. You think this guy is going to get a welcome when he comes back in the stadium? No. Like, that is... N- I don't care if he captained our team, if he freaking built our team, if he laid bricks <laughs> on State Street. I don't I don't care. You, this is not okay. This is not okay to... I'm getting a little too wound up here, but... Mitch, I don't what think, do you say? I don't think it's fine. What do you say to, you know, Trey Fitzgerald's comment? And, you know... Trey, we're only mentioning Trey because, yeah, he works at the club, but he also has a podcast and he's very involved in the community. So, you know, his tweet was saying like, hey, why all the hate? Let's be better. Like, what what do you think about that, Mitch? Um, you know, so- soccer has a, a weird um, culture around it where it's very, um, how, do you, how do you say it? Um, it's a... Uh, Tribal. Yeah, it's very tribal. So to have someone goes to another tribe and then come back and we're like, open arms, let's go. Like, <laughs> I get it. We want to be nice. We want to be nice. But no. I'm just saying no. <laughs> like, you retire at the club, you come back, you you can get a honor, whatever. But the way he left and the things he said... And the way you know the way he left, it's just it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I don't know this this one this one is kind of hard on me. I I I really didn't like it. I've been thinking about this all day, and it's it's just not putting a, a nice taste in my mouth. What about you, Josh? Um, <laughs> I really hate it, like a lot. Um, a lot a lot of the same things Mitch said. I mean he you know, was the quote unquote captain last year, talked about how much he wanted to come back, made some stupid demands. The club decided to go another direction because, you know, we're not basing our club off of what Albert wants. And then to be expected to welcome him back and honor him. I I don't understand why it's sure. He's what number five on our list of top assists or goals or whatever. To me, that's not enough to be put up on the ring of honor. And, you know, that not that that's what they're doing, but, to to clamor over him right like 
to me, Albert really didn't do much for this club, and I don't think he deserves to be, you know, treated like a prince coming back to town. I I think he's going to get a horrible reception, you know, come Saturday. I think had we not been honoring him and, and not been reminding people he's coming back, maybe he gets heckled a little bit, but I think people are really going to come out now. And, and every time he gets near the ball, he's going to hear about it, and he's going to hear about it the whole game, and, and it's going to be fun. And honestly, like, the only reason I do like it is because when Rio Tinto Stadium is annoyed, right, when that chip on the shoulder comes out and they feel slighted, like, the energy there is going to be incredible. It kind of unites the stadium. Absolutely. So in that instance, right, like maybe that's what the team was going for. Like, hey, let's get the, let's get everyone all pissed off so they're going to be energetic. Um, but, yeah, no, I don't like it one bit. Not even a little. And, and to add yeah. a little bit on to Josh, like what, what has he really achieved at the club that we should honor him? Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of what hits me, too, is like you, you can come in. I don't care if you come in and score the most goals for the club. If you're not uniting the team, if you're not uniting the fans, if you're not uh, really being like an ambassador of the club, I don't care what you've done stats wise. I would rather I would rather honor somebody who takes on the persona of Real Salt Lake and its fans and its city. Then I will honor somebody like that. Exactly. 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 If he, if he did community service and is helping out kids playing soccer in Kearns or whatever West Valley. You know, when he's doing something for the community, I'm all for it. Then he, yeah. you know, you can get honored. But yeah, yeah, he's I mean, not, he kept, he's not that guy. He kept the local G wagon wrapping business in business, so that, and, and, that and was just one community service. the The other thing I'm frustrated with is I know the club wants to be better about players that leave, right? Like you know, Javi wasn't treated right. Beltran got a late farewell. Kyle didn't really give us an option, but they're trying to do better about this, right? But why are we starting with a guy no one wants it for, right? Like, this is just the wrong time to start. And I don't know if no one's reading the room. I know it was mostly Demir's idea, right? Like, it's probably Demir's friend, and Demir wants to be a good guy. But, like, read the room, right? Tell Demir, like, maybe this is not a good idea. Like, you can you can go up and say hi to him or whatever. Give him a, a, a RSL shirt, which he probably has plenty of. But knowing him, he probably tossed him the second he left. Like, I, I feel like he's so over Salt Lake and didn't care enough that he didn't keep any of his old shirts. I wouldn't be surprised one bit. So I don't know. It's just a weird, it's a weird one to start this. Let's honor everyone that played for us at one point, whenever they come back. Like, no, let's not. I mean, we didn't do it for Borchers. We didn't do it for Ned. We didn't, I mean, there's so many guys that we could have quote unquote, you know, said goodbye to or honored, but we never did. And then we're starting with a guy. No one wants to honor. I don't, it's just frustrating to me. I'm frustrated. Did, um, did Tavez get honored at Man United when he switched to Man City? <laughs> no. Yeah. Of course not. Yeah. So did, yeah, did I, Beckerman, I, did Beckerman get honored at Colorado when he retired? No. Nope. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Christ. Yeah. At the end, at the end of the day, it's going to be, you know, not to, not to like knock Nap Orchers, but, when Nat, you know, Nat did so much for the club, a thousand times over, what with you know with what Albert did. But at the end of the day, he left, and he's a Timbers guy. He forever will be a Timbers guy. But he's earned that respect because of his accolades with us and the type of person that he was. Rusnak, not so much, man. Um, right. I hope, I hope he's remembered as a Sounders. I hope he does like one or two seasons with him and then just fizzles out. 
and you know goes elsewhere and and everybody forgets about it well and and like with borchers he didn't want to leave right like that was a salary cap thing it was a free agent thing a lot like galbert but we couldn't bring him back like the way the the league was structured at the time like there was no way for him to get his his just dues right so rsl helped place him where he would like to play right like here's your options like we can't resign you but where do you want to go he chose portland that's fine he comes back, scores on us, starts crying because he scores on RSL, right? Like, that is our guy, too. Albert's not like that. If he scores on Saturday, guarantee he celebrates. He's if he doesn't, he'll do be little, shocked. He's probably going to do the little McGregor walk. Yeah. Like. Now, if he doesn't, mad respect, whatever. Maybe I'll stop booing you. Probably not. But if I were Albert, with everything that, I mean, you know, I don't know. He has to see what's going on on Twitter. Maybe not. But if if I'm getting jeered the whole game, I'm going to celebrate. Like, that's just how it goes. Most players know what's going on on Twitter or social media in general. You know, they're all so in themselves. Yeah, self-conscious about it. Yeah, so they'll read everything, dude. You know, I hope I'm wrong, but I also hope I'm right. Um, There, it's, there's, I mean... They're going to pull him before the game. Hopefully the stadium is crowded so we could just hear booze pour down. Um, I hope that happens. I'm not happy about the Rusnak situation. I think, you know, Demir, I know you mean well, dude. He's your friend. And that's another thing that I want to talk about here too is, you know, some people took to Twitter and were like, you know, basically telling fans like how to operate or how to feel about the situation. Mm-hmm. And... That's just not the way to go about it. If you have a personal relationship for a person that plays for your team um, or if you're in the media and you have a personal relationship with those players, cool. But understand that the fans who just catch Rusnak on TV, just watch the interviews, listen to him on podcasts, have never had an interaction with them. They don't have that bias. They don't have that love for Rusnak. Right. So, I, you know... We'll see what happens. Um, I don't know if I'll be at the game. I, I would love to be there, literally just for that moment and just to see how the crowd is receptive uh, to Albert. At the end of the day, I hope I, I hope Albert just refuses to be honored, but we'll, we'll see what happens. I wish we had our full-strength lineup for this game. I really do. Yeah, same here. I think Everton – I hope Everton plays because I think Everton will give him a little uh, – a, a little, little gift tip. himself, yeah. I don't know if Everton will do that. I think, I think Ever- he would. I feel like Everton is such a loyal guy when it comes to teammates that he's not. Maybe. But I think it would take Albert or one of a Sounders players maybe committing a tackle or something like that for him to suddenly be like, nah, you're done. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, guys, uh, we have a uh, – I mean, it sounds like we're going to have a full-strength uh, Seattle Sounders coming in. Um, mm, they're kind of they're hurting a little bit. They don't have Raul uh, Rui Diaz. Okay, that's a big. Yep, that's, that's a, a big, big one. It's a big one. And I was actually going to check. Um, maybe just like, you know, the last match that they played in the Concacaf Champions League. Uh, there, you know, they they noted five goals, and this is just such a heavy roster. It's ridiculous, dude. So you've got Nicolas Ladero, who is just a beast, uh, scored a goal. You got Christian Roldan, also a beast. Jordan Morris, also a beast. Uh, Kellen Rowe scored a goal. Whatever. Kellen, love the guy. We, we but should honor him a, too. Not really. Yeah, we that. should. Why aren't we honoring Kellen Rowe? He was you a nice a guy. That guy said hi to me more than Albert did. 
<laughs> but honestly, if we're going to start this thing where we're honoring XRSL players, why aren't we honoring Kellen Rowe? And let's or Freddie Freddie Juarez. Yeah, let's and Craig Freddie Wright and Craig Weibel and Garth Lagerway. <laughs> They're all back in town. Let's honor everyone. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, you guys are let's funny. have a flyover for them. Yeah. Thank you, Sounders, <laughs> for being Sounders or Salt Lake City 2. As soon yeah. as you, you put on another jersey, you're just kind of not my guy anymore if right. you're not on my team. Unless, honestly, like if Albert would have gone to England or back to Holland or anywhere else, I'd be like, sweet, I'll still follow his career. But now yeah. I could give two shits. Yeah, I think context is everything, right? Um, like you said, Josh, if, if he if he truly, truly wanted to stay, and, and, you know, benefit of the doubt, we may not have all the pieces of the puzzle, but the biggest piece of the puzzle is that he wanted to play his position, didn't want to mold to what Pablo's vision was, and it was sayonara from there, yep. right? And so I don't blame the club one bit for that. I would yeah. have been pissed if we kept him and played around Albert. Same. Yeah. For me, you know, I've heard the argument he's a really, really good player. But for me, I would rather have people who, like I said, embody the club. Um, I think when you embody the club and that you believe, so it's going to sound really cheesy, when you believe that the team is the star and when you, um, you know, when you bond with the guys on the, like off the field, on the field, you're engaging with fans, I, I, I really believe that all the success is going to come after that. And a really, really good example of that is Natum. Dude, Natum was here not even that long, and that guy built a fucking statue of him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Might to, um, you might have to bleep that out, Andy. I will. So, so, all, so all I'm trying to say is that Albert, yes, talented player, but you know what? When I my overview of Albert, he definitely believe he definitely belongs on the Seattle Sounders squad. Um, yeah, I don't know the I don't know the culture over there. But most teams in MLS, um, a lot of players are for themselves. And I feel like Rusnak has always been that person. So he needs to be on a team where they literally just play for themselves and they plan their next big move. Anyway, I'm done ranting about him. Uh, I hope he comes in and disappears like he does most matches. And I hope Real Salt Lake pulls a win. Um, now I hope he doesn't the- even make it on the, from the bench. <laughs> <laughs> Now with the with the weekend roster, we could say that right. It's not a dig towards any um, players on the, on the current roster right now that are projected to play, but you know it's you've got McMath and goal um, instead of Ochoa. Uh, you've got different pieces filling in. Are, are you guys feeling optimistic going into this match into Saturday? No. What do you think the result will be? I think we lose three 0 Honestly. Yeah. I'm kind and, of right there with you. <laughs> unless, unless like the crowd really shows up and really brings that energy, and and the guys can feed off it and make something happen. But we're gonna have to create chances. And I mean, last time we played Seattle, we created none, and Houston, we didn't create too many more. So it, you know, it's I'm not that optimistic right now, especially with the lineup, mostly because of the lineup. So it is really tough to expect, and it's it's almost tough to analyze or kind of give a preview. You know, going into a team like the Sounders, where you know, obviously the rosters don't come out usually till the till the match day. But with what we're hearing, uh, we don't we're not at full strength. And does it suck? Yes, but it is game two. Um, I personally, I, I wish that the team could be a little bit more transparent. Like you said, Josh, to your point, is Herrera just out for this next match, or is he out for six months? Right? Like what happened? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I get that from a tactical standpoint versus teams. Like you don't want to expose all of your chess pieces, but 
there's got to be a way, man. Like, I follow other leagues. NBA is kind of pretty transparent, way more transparent than soccer is. When someone's hurt, you're going to know about it. And then it's on the other guys to step up. So I'm going to say this. I think that you guys projecting a 3-0 loss, I think it sucks. Um, I do have belief that we will pull a pretty decent result. Will it be a tight game? Yes. I could totally see Seattle going up 2-0, 3-0. But my hopeful, optimistic side, I really, really hope that Real Salt Lake can at least draw at home. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. Like I hope for the same thing, but like my cynical, salty self is telling myself we're going to lose 3-0. So if it happens, I'm not that disappointed. <laughs> I'm going to add one goal for us in there. I'm going to say 3-1. You think Cordova gets one? Yeah, I, th- I think he'll, he'll get an early goal if he gets in early. Yeah, I really enjoyed what I saw out of him in Houston too. I think once he we can figure out how to play him and use him, he's going to be dangerous. Very cool. All right, guys, so a few things. Uh, let's cover some Twitter questions, and we'll wrap this one up uh, pretty quickly. Uh, so uh, we ran a poll. Are you booing Albert or, or are you supporting Albert on Saturday? And there was 239 votes. Uh, 34% clap and 66% is boo, um, which is, I mean, it's 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 pretty telling uh, what you can expect. I really, really hope that I can go to the match because I would love to witness that. Um, also, we asked a question. We wanted you guys' feedback. Um, is honoring Albert Rusnak prior to the home match the right thing to do? Uh, let's read some of the comments. Um at Ren 13 says, can't wait to boo him. Uh, Cam in the SLC says, first major stumble of the front office under new ownership. It's going to be glorious. Uh, Corbin630 writes, it was Dami's idea, and I think we should thank Rusnak rather than booing him. Our fans have booed our own team and demanded to bench Rusnak. We need to show the MLS world that we are better than that if we want to be in contention, uh, contention for the best fan base. No, no, I disagree. I'm sorry, stopping you there. Disagree with that so much. Um, booing your own team or expecting a lot out of your team is there's nothing wrong with that. No, nope. nothing there's wrong with nothing that at all. Wrong with that. Every fan base boos their team when they're not playing well. Just the Lakers got booed yesterday. Right, you know, like you know, conceding yeah. and like just saying, "Oh, we cheer for everyone. Everything's happy." That's horrible. No, stop with that. Stop. <laughs> yeah, we'll strive for that when everybody gets a participation trophy. At the Seriously, end of the good lord, I, no. You, why are you buying tickets to go and cheer on everybody? You know, you're 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 investing money into a club. You want them to perform. You have expectations as a fan to win. And that's that's how it is. If if the team isn't performing to expectations, it's you have every right to let them know by either booing, canceling your season tickets, not buying merchandise, you know, starting your own podcast and pitching. There's lots of things you can do. Yep. So Corbin six thirty. That's not a personal dig at you. Um, we just do not agree with you, and Cor- and that's the cool thing. We agree to disagree, and we still love you. All right. Cor- Corbin is just a better person than us. Yeah. <laughs> At Trent Paulson says, not that he deserves the opposite, but why does he get honored? And don't they think that this might backfire? Or do they know it will backfire? Ooh, it's conspiracy, I, conspiracy. Listen, you need trolls working at Real Salt Lake. And right now, I don't think that there are any trolls in the staff to um, come up with that great of a plan. 
So I think that this is, like somebody said before, it's a fumble, it's an accident, and they're going to learn real quick uh, what this fan base is about. Okay. Just, uh, Why can't we all just get along? Just give him a little, just maybe, okay, the only way I think we're okay with honoring Albert is just, just give him a little uh, TikTok reel. <laughs> All right. I'll tell, I'll tell you what. If if this honoring is just that they like take a ceremonial picture at midfield or whatever before the game, like okay, that's fine. But if they put together a video package, I swear to God, man, that would be rough. All right, uh, I think you might be right on that, dude. I think they they might make a video. They always they always kind of have something. Yep. Yeah, it's gonna start and it's gonna be like, you know, <laughs> it's gonna be him celebrating. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, delete that project now. All right. At Adam Ferris reads, I don't know RSL history at all. What's the beef with Roosnack? Google isn't helping. And then somebody somebody replied and said, in his signing, uh, Porter Andrew says, in his signing video, he said so, ex- excuse me, in his signing video, he said, so excited to finally be playing in front of the biggest crowds, the best fans in the league. The same day he left RSL. Dude, the biggest fans or the best fans, excuse me. Right. And and sheer attendance numbers don't necessarily quantify best fans. Like, let's just clarify that right now. Yeah, exactly. I I do do think that Timbers fans are better than Seattle. Absolutely. Timbers fans blow Seattle fans out of the water, in my opinion. Big time. Yeah, that Northwest rivalry, Portland owns that territory all night, all day. Um, Adam Ferris replied to uh, the person who replied to him, and he said, "Holy crap! Seriously, what the hell? These guys aren't shit." Thanks for signing me. Is is how he interpreted that. All right, let's continue to read these because these are great. Um, Matt Morris writes, "Are we really like he didn't know or he didn't hear about? Yeah, they're yeah, honoring him. So, really are. yep. Um, and then also, let's see. BYU mob says." I think everyone is united and hating this idea. <laughs> and uh, Ghost of Kiev or at RSL memes writes, F that, I'm going to boo him. Um, oh, and then one more. At Dirty Bird wrote, what a stupid idea. He's going to get booed. How dumb is the front office? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, you know, a, a lot of these, a lot of these, dude, a lot of these are like, People who I haven't even seen on our Twitter, like just right. chiming in, popping up. This isn't the usuals. No, no these aren't the usuals, and that's I think is is where this. Uh, I think this is where it's gonna go, man. It's just it's just awful, dude. So, yeah, I I really am praying that I I can be there at the match. Um, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna ask my bosses to see if I can go and yeah you know maybe get some footage. Literally just of Albert Rusnak coming back. I think that – dude, that's going to be excellent TV. Oh, for excellent sure. TV. I yeah. will also uh, – at halftime, you can come find me. I'll tweet my location at the game. But I'm going to be slinging some of those uh, always my captain Dommy stickers because I think that's a good time. No, no charge. Just come find me. I'll give you one. It's Absolutely. the one right there. So uh, nice. I think that that's a good game to hand those out. So at halftime, I'll, I'll probably go over by the team store somewhere, but I'll throw a tweet out. So watch for that, and you can come grab yourself a sticker. Very cool. Um, Also, one more thing I kind of want to close this out uh, with kind of – it's more of like a somber note. Um, Everybody knows Brian Dunseth. Um, It was his birthday. Everybody wished him birthday. Um, But it sounds like uh, someone in his family close to him had passed away. 
And the RSL show, I think collectively, we just all send the most positive vibes out there. He said some real cool things on Twitter about not being okay and opening the conversation and being okay with that. And Brian Dunseth is undoubtedly like one of the most positive, like inspiring, motivating people that I know. And so if he goes through that, it was just kind of a cool message for him to share that. And um, I just want to make sure that we all just kind of, you know, throw, like I said, positive vibes his way, make sure that he knows that he's loved. And um, I think I can speak for all of us when we say that uh, we want the best for him and for his family. And we're all thinking about him. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to add to this too. Um, I saw something on Twitter come by that they're also doing a tribute to somebody that passed away, a fan that passed away. Yes, absolutely. So the Riot Brigade, and this is a great point, Mitch. Thank you so much for bringing this up. Um, this just – it just sucks. You know, It's like losing a family member in this fan base. Um, so I'm just going to read their tweet. Um, we will be honoring the passing of our beautiful friend and Riot Brigade family member during the March 5th game. Please unite and join us as we rise up and stand from minute 10 to minute 11 with a deserved applause send-off for our beautiful friend, uh, Shiloh. So our condolences to Shiloh's family members, um, friends. It's it's a devastating thing to happen to anyone. And um, it's true. Like, as Real Salt Lake fans, like, we're all family. We all support the same club. Uh, I like to think that a lot of us have the same values. And when we lose someone like that that's so close to the club, um, that's... You know, those are the people that we should be honoring. And so, um, unfortunately, we never got to meet Shiloh, but uh, we see the posts and it's tragic. It's very sad. And, and, we, and we wish your family and friends the best. We just don't have any other words. Yeah. The, the, the coolest moment I've ever witnessed at, at, uh, at Rio Tinto was when we did, during the 26th minute, mm-hmm. um, we did a moment of silence and put our scars up for uh, someone from Section thir- uh, twenty six. That was such a warm and heartfelt moment. Goosebumps, and I hope, man. I hope this is going to do the same. Yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, do you guys have anything else to add? Yeah, I was just thinking, uh, you know, if they do do a video for Albert and all this nonsense, I really hope the TIFO that the South Goal prepared is something about loyalty or something like that, and they raise it during that. <laughs> uh, that would be the ultimate, and I'm hoping that happens. Awesome. Well, Josh is still his salty self. Um, also, guys, uh, Real Salt Lake is going to be holding open training to the media tomorrow at the Zebra. Um, I plan on being there. I'm going to talk to these guys, see if they're able to come out, maybe get some interviews some content prior to the game. Um, but uh, we all thank you guys for following the RSL show and putting up with our antics. Uh, we're trying to get better every single day, every single episode. If you guys have any ideas of maybe some segments or things you want to see or hear on the podcast, uh, please uh, send us an email, the RSL show at gmail.com or shoot us a DM on the socials. And with that, we'll conclude our episode. Uh, we'd like to thank our sponsors at One Wire VoIP. And as always, you can catch the RSL show on the KSL Sports Network. Yeah, buddy. Let's do it. Yeah. Just last week.